Hey, what up, bro? Hey. Here we go. So, um, welcome, everybody. This is the second episode for Warrior Talk. Today, we have a guest with us. Uh, his name is Ishmael. Uh, we're going to talk to you today about uh, steroids and SARMs, kind of um, the effects of those, kind of some of the stereotypes around them, and uh, really that's about it, just kind of getting some more knowledge out there about a topic that's pretty controversial, controversial, controversial in the fitness industry. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, man. So let's uh, let's get this talk away. I'm ready. Yeah. So, um, let's start with a little bit of a background on uh, you, Ishmael. Um, you know where, um, how you got into fitness. Um, pretty much how it all started and where you're at now, how you got there and whatnot. All right. Cool. So, um, my my story is pretty average. I mean, at first I started lifting. Uh, in high school, just because I was in football and stuff like that, never really touched a weight um, until I got into my freshman year. <clears throat> got introduced to the weight program and I uh, just always focused on wanting to get bigger, stronger, faster, pretty much so I can get, you know, to the next level, play where I wanted to play on varsity, take it to college, do what I wanted to do there. It wasn't until <clears throat> my uh, freshman year of college to where I got injured enough and just tired of actually dealing with like nagging injuries such as, you know, meniscus tears and ACL and MCL tears that, you know, I hung up my cleats and I, it just kind of, it kind of was the, the best thing for me because it led me to where I am now as far as like my love and everything for the weight room. Um, now <clears throat> I'm 22 uh, I I absolutely love going to the gym every day. It's it's just what I've always you know considered was my strong suit. Anyways, you know, even as a as a freshman, I was pretty, you know, pretty strong, average at first. You know, starting off, I think I couldn't even bench, you know, like twenty fives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, as time as time like passed on, and I grew older, and I started learning and taking it serious more, I I started to notice a development for a love for the weight room and weightlifting more rather than just uh, the football field alone. Now, don't get me wrong. I love football. I love, you know, being able to hit the shit out of somebody and the whole sport itself. But there's just something about me being inside my own mind and me being able to pursue and do my own challenges daily that that just it, it, it just clicks with me, you know? The consistency, the dedication, the the actual – self-awareness and self-realization of your own being is kind of what drove me towards more of weightlifting and all that stuff as well <clears throat> so like i said uh 14 to 22 is roughly about eight years i've been touching the weights throwing them around and stuff like that and you know as far as you know the main topic steroids and stuff like that goes i mean i remember i had my first research or personal conducted research on steroids himself was my freshman year because you know I, I had talks with you know many athletes before and just being fortunate enough to be around you know uh, people who were athletes who took it to the next levels um you know telling me like their stories and their you know uh, pretty much their backgrounds about how they're pretty much necessary at the next level um, which a lot of people, you know, a lot of companies will push like, oh, you know, you just, you know, you need the creatine, you need, 
you know, all these nitrics and pump ups and stuff like that, which is nice. It's cool to have accessories, but you know, it's not until you see the real results of what that next level of training is with actual steroids to where you're like, okay, I see why, you know, the fitness industry is just a bunch of money and bullshit. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the stigma that I like to clear about steroids is the fact that, you know, steroids have been around since I want to say, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I want to say like the 19... 19- 30s the 19 something like that you know back in the olympics the russians first got a hold of testosterone and american scientists brought it back home once they saw what you know the russians were doing and everything with their weights and how they were putting on so much muscle and this and that blah 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 so testosterone itself has been around for that long there's been so many studies on it um underground uh, pharmaceutical lab wise i mean doctor wise there's just there's so much around it that you know, in order to trace the history and development of it, I mean, you got to look at it from like pretty much like the ancient times until now. You know what I mean? Um, the whole thing about <clears throat> steroids that a lot of people get misconstrued, at least what I feel they get misconstrued about, is the fact that, you know, people are like, oh, well, they're so bad for you and they, they do this, this and this and roid rage and all that stuff. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's there's a lot of people out there who who've done the wrong things with steroids you know i can tell you me personally i've i've had about three to four cycles four cycles now currently on my fourth cycle um and it you know roid rage for me from my perspective at least is simply a mental state you know what i mean it's it's more about how are you going to let something affect you you know we unfortunately for us there are weak-minded individuals individuals who cannot handle certain things because their functionality just doesn't go with it you know the same thing for people who take different type of drugs whether they be you know psychoactive like lsd shrooms stuff like that or people like who just take you know recreational drugs like weed and and opiates and stuff you know some people have an addictive personality some people take it too far because they want to do what you know they think is best but they don't do the research behind it you know before before i touch my first needle and pin myself um, I had four years of basically just studying uh, pretty much in and out every day, you know, learning as much as I could, uh, tracing back to, you know, when it was first introduced, you know, how, how it came about, why it came about, you know, the ins and outs pretty much. And it's, it's actually pretty funny to me because a lot of people these days, just like I said, they just, you hear steroids and you think automatically, oh, well, you know, cheating, you know, everything like that, blah, blah, blah. Well, do do steroids help? Of course they do. No one's here to, to make the claim that they don't. You know what I mean? A person on steroids will do way more in a smaller amount of time than a person without steroids will. But <clears throat> that's not to say that that person doesn't put in their own work or do a lot more of their, you know, uh, sets and reps and they don't they don't have that drive. You know, it's, it's like I, I tell a lot of people when they ask me personally, like, hey, man, you know, you're putting up this much and this much on this. You're 22. You got to be using steroids or something. And I'm, I'm open about it. You know, I have nothing to hide. I, I let them know, yeah, I do run a cycle. I'm running a cycle right now. And they're like, well, do you have any advice for me? And my advice to everybody is always don't take steroids. And I know that sounds really, really, you know, um, hypocritical. But here's the reason for that is because this is the lifestyle that I've chosen. I have completely 
and openly accepted any type of health problems that may come or may not come, Mm -hmm. which is hard to determine because, unfortunately for us, there has never been a long-term study done on the effects of steroids to the body. You know, only short-term study for its effectiveness and stuff like that. Now, some people want to take it as a quick shortcut to get what you want to get, put up some numbers, look good for the summer. That's cool. But steroids aren't for those people, at least in my perspective. You know, this this is the lifestyle I've chosen. I've waking up every day, learning to count my calories, uh, measure my carbs, um, BMI checks, hydration checks, blood sample checks regularly, just all that stuff, you know, like this, this is my life. This is something that I have dedicated myself to. Now, for those who are, are like me, and for those individuals who know themselves pretty well and know that, hey, I can handle this on a mental and physical level and a mature level, then, you know, that's, that's a different, that's a different topic, you know, yourself for that reason. But, you know, there's, there's so many things that a lot of people don't know about steroids, you know what I mean? Like how, you know, just, just the general things, like some people were, it's funny because they'll ask me, well, are you taking like, you know, D-ball? Are you taking Tran? Stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I cycle that with my testosterone. And they're like, why are you taking tests if if you have D-ball? And I'm like, come on, man. Like, that is the basis of every cycle. You know what I mean? That is exactly what you need for every cycle. Without testosterone, there would be no Anavol, or no Anavar, no Anadrol, no Dianabol, Winstrol, Equipoise, uh, none of that stuff. They, all of that, you know, it all came from testosterone. If you look up any type of steroid-related profile, you will find that it is a uh, what, uh, DHT derivative, which is a uh, dihydrotestosterone derivative. Now, uh, it's also kind of weird for me to talk about this because of the fact that they are federally illegal. Um, it's it's kind of like the same thing as it's pretty much a controlled substance. You know what I mean? You can get a felony for this stuff, blah, 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 whatever, you know, but it, it has stuff to do with the media as well. You know, the media, as we know, it just, it, it, it just, it ravishes everything that it wants to in its own way. You know, um, even some the sites like the uh, steroid abuse, you know, uh, websites and stuff like that. I mean, with in it, like in indirectly, these people are basically giving us, a full guide to how to use steroids effectively and what they can do for us, you know? Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of sad because there's a lot of people out there with muscle wasting diseases who actually need steroids, you know, um, just as like, you know, AIDS and stuff like that, like anything that can be linked to muscle wasting diseases and stuff, you need steroids to get yourself better for your appetite, for your red blood cell count, for all that things, you know? So, I mean, there's just, there's just so many things that are good and bad around them. It's up to the individual to decide whether or not you yourself want to use steroids or you yourself don't want to use steroids or if you're willing to accept the risks or if you're not willing to accept the risks, you know? Yeah, I for mean, sure. I think it's uh, really interesting that you talked about the um, individuals who have muscle eating diseases who could benefit from the use of steroids. Um I've done, I did a little bit of research before this um, talk today, and I don't know exactly what medical purposes do use steroids, but I did see that it is uh, 
used in the medical field for certain conditions. Um, Correct. Which, which, which is super good for those individuals um, that are able to get a hold of it for those, um, you know, very specific necessities, um, exceptions, if you call it, um, that actually, you know, really <coughs> for something other than a recreational use. Correct. Um, one of the things I wanted to hit on, you were, you were talking about um, addictive personalities <clears throat> and how, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you believe that if you're going to take steroids, you need to have a certain level of mental toughness naturally about you to be able to handle that transition into that lifestyle. Correct. Yes. Um, and I thought that was interesting because one of the side effects people talk about is it being addictive. Um, and I, I could see how that would be. Um, but I'm kind of curious if what your thoughts <clears throat> on the addictive portion are, do you think it's the drug itself that is addictive or the results that are coming from the drug that is addictive to these people? Oh, I personally believe it is the results, 100%. Because, I mean, again, I'm an open book and I have no problem sounding like it is. That's the reason why. Hello? Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Go ahead and I'll look in the mirror literally 24 hours apart. And I'll notice my shoulders getting bigger or I'll notice my my legs are starting to get more veiny and that, you know, it's, it's the reason why I love them so much is because of that reason. You know, it, it gives me the results I want. Um, it gives me everything that I've ever wanted to see within myself grow and do and become, you know, I, I personally believe it's a hundred percent the results. Um, no one, no one really gets addicted to drugs, sim or at least in my opinion, simply because of the drug itself. They get addicted to how the high makes you feel. You know, what, what the rush is, you know, that's for me, that is my rush. Mm -hmm. If I had a preference for any type of drug, it would be steroids. Um, that I, yeah, it, it's definitely result-based at least from my perspective. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that too. That's <clears throat> I thought, thought about too. I haven't looked too far into to see what chemicals it messes with in your brain. I'm sure it messes with some stuff, but I would, you know, from my perspective, I would also agree that it's more of a results-driven uh, thing. I don't think uh, people are taking steroids because, you know, they they just can't stop taking steroids. I Correct. think they take steroids because they love the results and they don't want to stop getting those results. As far as the addictive <clears throat> aspect goes, I'm almost hesitant to even use that word as a side effect for steroids. And I would almost more so lean towards certain people uh, may develop a dependency on steroids, which I think would be a more accurate um, side effect, if you will, of that drug. Because I think a lot of people think that um, or will believe that once they get on this drug or if they have been on this drug, that if they get off of it, they're just not going to get results anymore, um, which isn't necessarily true. They'll still get results, just not as fast as they were. And I think that's part of the problem um, around steroids is that I think a lot of them <clears throat> develop a dependency 
um, on them. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that perspective. Um, and again, like, yeah, maybe addiction isn't a right, you know, word to use, but I mean, it's just for me personally, I don't think people are dependent on them either, you know, um, unless it's actually medically prescribed. And like I said, you have one of those diseases where you have a muscle wasting side effects. Now, uh, yeah, it just, like I said, I mean, I know from personal experience that once, like I said, I saw my body grow daily and I noticed it fast it that's where it clicked in and i was like okay this is what i want always you know i mean i can tell you uh, sincerely i don't think i'll ever stop taking steroids just because of the fact that i i love them you know um now that's not to say that i can't stop but again i'm fortunate enough to be an individual who does not have an addictive personality who is um at least you know from what i would like to consider mentally strong and tough you know i, I can come off of anything that I want to cold turkey it doesn't matter but but if we're being honest I would see the most troublesome being with steroids because again you can get results without steroids that's a proven fact you just it's it's just going to take longer it's going to take a lot more dedication a lot more everything you know it's it's and it's going to take mostly a lot more time and that's the thing that people don't understand is you know results are time-based and with this you're literally cutting your time in half maybe even more depending on how well and how serious you go about it and take it um dependency it's it's you know it's not necessarily a wrong choice of word but it's not exactly a right choice word i feel like it's up to each person's again individual self to recognize hey like am i being dependent on this am i you know what i mean like it's all about that Mm -hmm. and then you talked earlier about um and it's a stigma i actually agree with as well um, that people automatically, as soon as they hear someone's on steroids, they're like, oh, you're cheating. You're taking a shortcut. Like, of course, you're as big as you are. You don't have to go as hard or train as long as the rest of us <laughs> here on steroids. And, right. you know, I disagree with that also because, <clears throat> in my opinion, in the fitness industry specifically, some of the hardest workers that you see are mo- probably on steroids or may possibly be on steroids. Correct. I think I think that work ethic um, and the use of the steroids might um, are probably very um, independent of each other. But I am kind of curious um, to hear from you if, since you have started your cycles, do you find that you actually work harder than you did when you were doing it naturally, or would you say your work ethic is? has been the same continuously i would honestly say for me at least it's been a continuous work ethic but that's not to say that it isn't you know tough or demanding because i've always taken you know my body very seriously from training like i said from learning the first year of lifting weights and having you know the 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 fortune enough to 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 have coaches who were you know uh, we're experts pretty much at this who, you know, went to schools and colleges for kinesiology, did their own thing, had, you know, years and years upon experience and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that it's the work ethic for sure. Um, a lot of people really don't understand that when you're on steroids, a lot of us who do use steroids are just completely dedicated. You know, we're not, I can't shoot up, sit on the couch, you know, whack it all day and get massive arms. You know, you, you just don't do that. <laughs> you, you, you get up, you hit the gym, 
um, two, sometimes three times a day. You know what I mean? Because you're just so bound. You're so you're so ready to go to pop off and just and just get everything that you can done done. You know, and that's the kind of the thing, too, is like ever since I've used, you know, steroids, I haven't used any type of supplement at all, except. Well, I mean, I can't say that except for protein shakes, of course, <coughs> when they're uh, excuse me, when they're feasible for my meal plan and my prepping uh, BCAAs, because, I mean, those are always good no matter what. But all the things as far as like pump stimulators and pre-workouts and creatine and fucking you know oh whatever shit you put is that bullshit uh testosterone booster all that shit's bullshit i mean that's just you could ask anybody who really knows what they're talking about that shit's a money scheme hands down um now the only thing that i will say is you know with the whole stigma is there are people out there who have god-given genetics you know um uh, let's for for example, this like Michael Hearn. You know what I mean. A lot of people always debate. You know how can he be this old and still gain this much muscle or still be this strong? Blah blah. Is Michael Hearn on steroids? Who the fuck knows? I couldn't tell you. If he is, kudos to him. He's fucking tearing it up. He's doing what he's doing. He's making his life. He's living. People still follow him like a cult and show that you know it doesn't matter if you don't. They, they believe he's natural. He's natural. But if the man is natural. You know, that wouldn't not make sense either. You know what I mean? Uh, like, he takes care of himself. He He's probably one of the most dedicated, consistent and people and individuals that I've ever, you know, um, had the pleasure of meeting at Olympia, having a discussion with and actually following up on him as someone who I could honestly say would be an idol for me as far as fitness and lifting goes. Um, <clears throat> but then again, you have young cats, you know, like Larry Wheels, who won both they won the genetic lottery and they fucking use the right things and they do it the right way you know Mm -hmm. um it's 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 all a hit or miss with everybody and that's the thing is like i said you kind of put your place you're basically playing darts with your life and darts with your social life your because it's like i said for me like i don't i don't really don't go out and drink too much as often as i did like i was in high school but then again in high school i was never cycling so once I started noticing that, you know, okay, I actually have to do this stuff the right way, blah, 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 take it serious. Like, I, I go out less and less, I want to say, every year. To now, it's just like, you know, the nightclub for me is the gym. You know, my friends and all who will get together, man, like, that's what I look forward to. I don't care about, you know, throwing dollars on titties and shit like that. I just, I'd rather go and have a good time, listen to my music, fight the battles that I'm fighting that day make myself a better person because I mean, it's, I mean, as, as, as much as I can be, you know, extroverted, it's, it's more of an introverted type of thing for me. And I love the fact that I can go in isolation and solitude and be in my own mind and, you know, conquer myself because at the end of the day, your biggest opponent, your biggest critic is you, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's uh there are a couple of things you said there that I wanted to highlight as well that I think were really good things to hit. The first thing I like that you stated is um, the supplementation. Um, I took the opposite route of you. You know, I do everything naturally. Of course, it's a little different. I'm still a competing athlete. Um, so obviously, if you're a competing athlete, these things are banned. Um, and that's something you need to take into consideration if you're, <clears throat> and you're competing is if you want to take the risk of getting caught in your career being ended by a choice that you made. 
you know, with Ishmael, it's a little different. He's not competing right now, so he has nothing to worry about. Um, really, in that sense, he's not, if you want, for lack of better terms, you're not receiving a competitive edge over competitors uh, in an athletic field, you know? It's not Correct. they're still playing football. Like, I'm not... I'm, I'm out there, you know, I'm playing rugby right now, so I can't be injecting steroids into my body because that's unfair. And for me, that's just something I'm not willing to sit with, but I do take a lot of supplements and the, I'm not, I agree that testosterone boosters are a bunch of bullshit. It's a money scheme, Ponzi scheme, whatever you want to call it. It's just the fitness industry trying to make money. Um, mm-hmm. All your fitness apps <clears throat> that are on magazine covers, you know, selling testosterone boosters, not, there's a 90% chance they're probably not on testosterone boosters themselves. If they are, they're on steroids. It's not a test booster. They're actually on the real deal and they're just getting paid to put their face on a label. It's a bunch of crap. Um, I honestly, I honestly want to address that too, is the fact that a lot of people within the industries uh, of fitness who you see out there are running gear. It's not an unknown fact, you know, uh, there's, I've, I've had the chance and again, the pleasure of meeting very, very many uh, well-known people within the industry, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's not a secret. Once oh, you yeah, actually, no, it's, it's very it's, common and people need to realize, <clears throat> that, you know, those top level um, fitness professionals, a lot of them may be running gear and it's just a matter of whether or not they choose to disclose it because of the negative negative stigma that's around it. Um, Correct, which is exactly why for me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, but, so which is exactly like for me is the fact that you know I I'm 100% honest and open with everybody who comes across me. You know whether I would be uploading stuff to my Snapchat and stuff to you know stuff like that. You know I I have I have no problem with people knowing because it's like if you're gonna know that's fine. Either way, if you support me or don't, I really don't give a fuck, you know? Exactly. Um, like, that's, this is, this is my route. This is what I do. You know, this is the life that I've chosen and this is what I can do with this life, you know? Yeah. And I think that really <clears throat> I have, so I'll throw one name out there that is a fitness uh, professional. He's very open by his steroid usage, John Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for that dude mainly because of how open he is about his steroid usage. He's like, yeah, you know, I smoke pot. I take roids. I don't care a lot like you. This is my lifestyle that I've chosen. I don't really care what you think. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, he actually ended up, he lost his sponsorship with Gymshark because of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing to uh, keep in mind is, the fitness industry is pretty corrupt and it is a hundred percent controlled by the sponsors. So a lot yep. of people get upset like, Oh, this person's on roids, but claiming that it's like, Hey, you guys got to keep in, keep in mind companies like Gymshark and shreds. They don't want you saying you're on roids. They want it portrayed that you can look like you in a natural legal way. So they're not going to let their athletes go out and say, Hey, I'm on steroids and the athletes aren't gonna because then they're out of job. Exactly. Which is really, which is really ironic to me. Cause if we look at shreds, you know, individually as they stand alone, their CEO, Joey Swole, it, it, you can tell that man is not natural. Oh yeah. Is he even okay. with them anymore? 
Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I know he started I, his own company. Possibly. I know that he was one of, I, I believe but, he was one of the founders of Shreds. Okay, but yeah, he, but I mean, it's no secret. He was the face of Shreds for you know so I mean? long. And Ulysses as well. I mean, and, you know, both those guys are in insane shape. Um, and it'd be kind of hard to not assume that they're on something. It'd be, it'd be kind of, you'd have to, I, I mean, for lack of a better term, you'd have to be just downright stupid if you didn't think that they were running gear. Mm-hmm. You would have to just be ignorant to all things. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, dude, dude, you cannot, you cannot buy that much of a lie. You know what no, I mean? No, exactly. And you got, guys got, got to remember, you got to look at, um, and you had mentioned genetics earlier, you know, someone like, I'll say Ulysses again, or Mike O'Hearn, you know, it's a little more believable that they may not be on steroids because you gotta remember those guys are 240 to 260 pounds of solid muscle but they're also six three you the same that, thing same thing with another you've got the guys same like, thing with just like Kalen von moger i mean i i absolutely love Kalen von moger uh, he's he's you know he's in, he's this generation's arnold agreed. you know what i mean he's but he's he won the genetic lottery yeah, too he's, he's six six foot plus tall like you know, I believe it's six three, six four. Yeah, see, even even not on roids. So say, let's pretend that he is on roids because we don't know if he is or he isn't. So let's pretend that he is. Even if he wasn't at six foot four, his maximum genetic output would still allow him to be pretty big and pretty lean, more so than the average person. And you know, when you're when you start throwing around accusations at guys, you know, guys like that. Um, you know, if they're hard pressed on it, you have to remember there is a genetic upside as well. And then you got guys like Joey Swole who are, you know, 240 pounds solid muscle, but they're five, four, you know, you know what that, I mean? that's exactly. a little more obvious. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, they're on roids. Like, but I don't think it means that the entire fitness world needs to be hating these people because of it. Oh no, absolutely not. Um, absolutely and not. Um, you know, and a couple of the supplements you would talk about that you still take that I think is are important supplements that I recommend people to take always are the protein and BCAs too. And I think it's a great thing that you mentioned that because it does show that even though you're on steroids, <laughs> your supplementation and your nutrition probably doesn't look that different from say what mine does, you know, right, except, correct. You, know you have your cycles and I take, I might take a couple other things like my creatine in order for my muscular fatigue and muscular output to be higher, but you don't need creatine because that's what you're getting from your steroids, boosting your testosterone levels. Correct. And the fact that steroids put you in a non-catabolic state, you're always in constant anabolic uh, states within your body. Yeah. So then, and then the, I think this is a good segue now when you talked about, you know, the illegal portion of them. So my question then is, so say someone's not trying to mess with the whole legality aspect of steroids, but wants those effects, what are your thoughts on people taking the legal route and taking SARMs that are said to give you the same benefits of steroids, but with less negative side effects? Well, here's my thing. Here's my thing about SARMs. <clears throat> now, I don't have as much research done uh, with SARMs as I do, uh, well, personal research done as I do with uh, steroids, 
because they were never that much of an interest to me. But I'm not ignorant to them either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken personally, uh, what is it? Austrian, uh, MK1, one whatever. You know, like I've, I've, I've looked into it. I've seen whatever, blah, blah, blah I wanted to take. And I've, I've tried it, you know, whatever. But here's my thing about SARMs. And this is something that I think many people would agree with as well. Um, SARMs are a good for pretty much a segue into PC, uh, PCTs, which is a post-cycle therapy. Rather than getting off by using the traditional Novodex or, or uh, Clomid, you know, all that stuff that most people use or that they've been using for years and years and years and generations and generations, I believe SARMs are going to unlock a new way for us to come off of steroids. Simply because of the fact of the peptides themselves and the and the and the effect of them, do have significant value when stacked with you know other things that that go together. Just like like I said, the Austrian, the uh, what's it called, um, the MK. Oh gosh, I wish I could remember it. It's MK one sixty something or MK one thirty something, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but <clears throat> here's my thing about SARMs. Why would someone take SARMs and believe, oh, that these SARMs are peptides, are good, you know, blah, 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 whatever, um, when, when they haven't really been that much study on them? Um, like, you really got to think about it. There's more studies and more <clears throat> uh, total research done on steroids versus SARMs. You know what I mean? Uh, now, I think it was within the, 19, the early 1990s. Where you know scientists created the uh, a non-steroidal version of SARMs, which a lot of people want to do today. Those are the ones that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's literally from the '90s on. I mean, this is this is after fucking the Grateful Dead and everything like that, and and shrooms and and, and LSD. Like I said, you know, where is where is this research coming from that is so like fascinating and potent? You know what I mean? And and again, not to say that there hasn't been phenomenal research done or or anything like that on them but however <clears throat> we're talking about a big big time difference between you know uh SARMs and steroids from the early 30s I believe for steroids again don't quote me but and then from the 1990s for SARMs you know what I mean that's that's at least a 60 year difference mm-hmm. so I I but like I said I've taken a couple of them um the mk2866 you know what i mean i've taken that which is basically austrian uh the lgd4033 done that as well um you know i i I think that they will be great for the fact that sarms allow you to lose less muscle it has a lot more muscle muscle loss prevention with them i believe it also um recovers from injury a lot faster you know what i mean i believe songs would be good for that uh as well as the fact that when you you take certain things like you know let's resolve for side effects of steroids which dries you out or if you take certain steroids like a winstrol which completely dries you out and leave your joints you know dry and everything like that without proper lubrication your joints are, are pretty much fucked and everybody knows that Mm-hmm. I believe SARMs will create a good segue for healing back the joints and, again, just a good PCT for following anabolics. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple interesting things about SARMs are, um, one, just the, the fact of right now, 
they're legal, um, not for um, athletic purposes. They are quickly being banned in the athletic fields. But as far as recreational is going, if you're not competing in anything, you know, to my knowledge so far, they're legal at this point. And the second thing that I think is really interesting about them is that they are an oral whatever you want to call an orally taken supplement, drug, whatever you want to call it. <coughs> They're not poking yourself with a needle, which a lot of people have issues with, with steroids. Right, right, right um, correct. So I think that is really interesting. You know, <clears throat> they, the side effects are fewer um, and, you know, they're pretty similar to steroids. Um, I think steroids might work a little bit faster than SARMs do, but the research has shown it's really not by a whole lot. So they're not a whole lot different because they're targeting certain, just your androgen receptors. Correct. Um, as, as compared to steroids, which is targeting a whole lot more, you know, your liver and your heart and all that is at risk. Um, but I do want to point out to people that, like you said, the research is, you know, relatively newer because it is becoming freshly popular even though it may have been around since the 90s people are really taking a big hit on it now just because you know studies show oh there's dramatically fewer side effects of steroids i think it's important for people to know that doesn't mean that you're completely risk-free there are side effects there are health risks i mean um a lot of the times when you buy these um the label will say not fit for human consumption. So, correct. Um, you know, it's important for people to realize, <clears throat> you know, just because they might be quote unquote healthier than steroids doesn't mean they are a completely healthy option and you should still proceed with caution, still do your research and make sure it's a lifestyle that you're willing to um, take. Right. Um, so, uh, I think that, you know, that goes for both, you know, personally, I'm not a person that I don't think I could, um, convince myself to take either SARMs or steroids. Mm -hmm. um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just like, not at all. Just like there's nothing wrong with you being the type of person who's like, you know what, I can do this and I'm going to do this. I just think the big moral is whatever you decide, um, like you said, you should make sure you're well-researched on it going forward. The last thing you want to do is go into this kind of a decision ignorant and end up with end up developing some sort of side effect that you had no idea was even prevalent because you will, you weren't well researched. Correct. Um, Correct. You know, I think it's important. Like you said, uh, you have to be willing to accept all consequences that may or may not occur. And in order to accept those, you need to research them and know what they are. Um, to why, which is a big, uh, reason I appreciate you coming on today, kind of talking about some of that. Um, you know, given a personal view, um, with your experiences with it, you know, with the disclosure that not all people's experiences are going to be the same. Everybody reacts differently. Um, Correct. And your genetics 
also play a big part in steroid or SARMs usage as well, you know? <clears throat> if I were to hop on roids, it doesn't mean I'm, a, I'm, you know, if I'm 185 pounds now, I'm naturally a leaner, wider body type. You're Correct. naturally a little bit thicker. You're sitting at what, 210, 215? Right now I'm sitting at 227. Yeah, two, okay, see, just because... I hop on roids doesn't mean I'm suddenly gonna come up and be 230 pounds walking around looking Correct. like you are. And, Correct. And just because you and just because you get off a cycle or you start a different cycle doesn't mean you're <laughs> magically gonna lean out and look like me at 185 pounds. Correct. And another thing I want to add to that is the fact that a lot of people don't understand the dosaging of certain products or certain substances, I should say are exactly what leads to certain types of side effects. You know what I mean? Like there are people out there who have been using steroids for so long and so heavy that they can't shoot up less than a gram a week, you know, which is a lot mm-hmm. like a thousand milligrams for retrospect for, you know, a retrospective point. Me, I take, uh, I take Trembolone NFA. I take Anadrol. And I take uh, testosterone. <clears throat> uh, I usually either go with Cipionate or I'll use um, Primotestin Depot. Now, for testosterone base alone, no matter what it is, I don't go more than 500 a week. Milligrams, mind you. Half a gram. Uh, uh, with uh, Trend, no more than 400. And this has been my cycle for the past two cycles I've had. You know, my first cycle was uh, 200 Trend a week, uh 300 tests a week and no anadrol. I just ran uh, trend and test. And you were able to see, you know, my first year of college when I was able to do uh, my first cycle, you know, how, how much I grew just in that winter alone. You know what I mean? And it, that's what, like I said, started it all to where I started upping my dosages, but understanding and realizing the fact that, you know, some people are out there taking, 2000 you know milligrams a week of test and you know a thousand milligrams of trend with some d-ball and some anadrol and a little bit of deca with some synthol you know what i mean like i mean we'll, we'll take uh for example boston lloyd boston lloyd has, is pretty open with this stuff i've seen a couple of his videos on youtube where he shoots you know his synthol he does his you know testosterone little pre-shot for his gym and then runs his whatever whatever and this man's putting a lot of substances in his body now, if I wanted to jump to 250, cool. I'd slam a gram of chest a week too. And I'd do like 800 trend and some out ridiculous, something like that. But that's going to fry out your receptors. And again, for me personally, just having my experience with, you know, the amount and the dosaging that I have and had within the past, I know kind of where I sit on there, especially because of, uh, of blood work itself as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I sit comfortably and I do really well with these dosages, you know, um, off cycle, my bench is still roughly between, uh, 365 to 380 on good days, you know, um, on cycle, it could go anywhere from 405 for a double or a triple to 425 as a max, you know, I haven't reached past 425 yet, but you know, same thing with my squat, you know, right now I'm handling, I'm able to handle 585 for squat, you know, pretty, pretty commonly, it's commonplace, not necessarily saying that I do it for reps and this and that. But you know, I could get a good, a good two solid on my own with with six plates. 
and you know uh, on gear whether versus off gear um i'd be happy if i'm hitting you know 565 you know what i mean and you're gonna see you're gonna see those those drawbacks because of course you're not gonna have the same thing within your system it's not gonna be potent there you're gonna go back and your levels are gonna have to regulate to what your body naturally produces and that's just what it is now thankfully for me i'm an individual who has above average you know uh, testosterone levels to begin with you know i got a baseline of all myself done first uh, before i started any type of cycle to know where i'm at exactly mm-hmm. now with age of course it changes and stuff like that and yada yada so on so on and for me i take at least a year off for between each cycle so how, how long do you typically run say one cycle how long would that last roughly about 15 weeks okay so and when you talked about um your strength jumps and everything. I want to point out, you know, I have trained uh, with Ishmael personally, you know, for a year, we went to the same college. Um, I was there and witnessed it when he first started doing his uh, cycle, which is why I wanted to have him on here. Um, And I knew he was open about it. I want to point out he was a strong dude before he got on when I before he got on, he was still benching 365 pounds for about his one rep or two rep max. so um, I think it's uh, interesting and important to note that, you know, he was there. He was that strong already. He still, you still level out between that and 385 when you're not on your cycle, um, which is where you were previously. So it's, I, I just want to highlight that so that people, <clears throat> know, you know, when you hop off, doesn't mean you're going to naturally keep all of this strength, which I think is important to note for like powerlifting, you know, most definitely people complain about how strong they are because people are on roids and sun fair. And like you said, you, you decrease a good anywhere between 20 to 40 pounds in raw strength. When you finish your cycle, I would, I would definitely keep it with a percent. I would say a good 20 to maximum 40%. You'll definitely decrease. Yeah. So, and then, um, so when you're pushing, so you said you, you could be anywhere between 405 and 420. Yeah. All right, we're back. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I, we lost the, lost the last recording a little bit. It did save, um, so it's uploading. I don't know if we hit, uh, max time or what on there yeah i don't know that was that was interesting um so yeah we so we'll just upload this in continuance of that previous one so you were talking about you notice that's typically at the end of your 15 week cycle you're hitting those increased numbers i would say you you usually get it around for me at least between weeks uh eight to to 13 you know right and kind of like at the peak of it you know like a mountain um just towards the peak of it where it's all in my system and it's still kind of fresh my receptors aren't really shot out it's where i'm probably doing the most um but again a little thing i wanted to touch on too was the fact that you know like like dakota said you know back in the freshman year of college i was still hitting 365 for a one or a two and now i fluctuate between 380 well that's when i was 18 you know i'm 22 now like i said four years have passed by and like i said with everything it does take time you know um, my bench, uh, for, you know, 365 now is a comfortable five, you know, I can still do five even, you know, on a good day without steroids, 
You know what I mean? So, like, of course, the strength increase is there. You're always going to have it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and the same thing, with, like I said, with certain numbers on my squat, my deadlift, stuff like that, you know? Um, it's just you, what I want people to understand is you're not going to just right away lose everything. You will maintain and retain some uh, strength as well as size. But, again, it's all about how you do it, how you approach it, and when you get it done the right uh, the right way. Exactly. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, <laughs> these things take a lot of time. You've been trained. You, that's, you know, a four-year period you've given. You know, at that time, uh, I was 18 myself. I benched probably 235. And now at 22, um, my highest one rep I've hit is 315. <clears throat> so e- either way, either way you go, if you put in the time and work, you're going to make you know, those big gains. Correct. Um, but, you know, it is a noticeable difference, um, you know, within that four years, you know, I've gone from 235 to 315. You've gone from 365 all the way up to as high as 425. So um, although you can get stronger either way, uh, you know, it is not an unknown fact that, you know, you're going to push through plateaus a little easier than when you're on steroids than when you're not. Um, and, you know, just those small examples of those numbers between the two of us um, shows a difference in that. You know? mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, important. <clears throat> to so, you know, just because we're talking about, you know, steroids in a lighter sense today than most people do, um, you know, I don't have anything against them um, personally, especially when somebody's open about it. I think my only deal with it is when someone, someone's kind of big headed and has a big ego and they're on roids, but they don't want to fully disclose that. I have an issue with that. But if you're, you're open right. about it and you have a big ego, I don't care. Or if you're a <laughs> humble person and you're open or you're a humble person and you're not open about it. I really don't care. Really. It's only an issue when you're, you're just an asshole and you want people to think you're uh, doing this naturally. You're intentionally being deceptive to make yourself look better. That's when I have an issue with it, which I guess you could say is what I look at that a little differently because, you know, now that I've been getting involved in it more and more as I get older, I know there's other reasons why we're being deceived by certain athletes and it's not a hundred percent on them. A big part of it's on them wanting to keep their jobs. Of course. So, but, um, you know, just because, uh, we're talking about it in a light sense, I don't want people to think that they're a hundred percent completely necessary to get bigger or stronger because, you know, I myself have done it a different way and have gotten, way bigger than I was four years ago, stronger right. than I've ever been in my life, um, you know, and you can still stay looking and do it the right way. I sit at like 14% body fat at 192 pounds with my heaviest recently. So, right. you know, it can be done either way. We're just here, you know, kind of to let people be a little more informed about the options if they're considering it. Um, because in the, at the end of the day, whether 
you say, oh, go and do this, like this is 100% required, or I say, no, that's absolutely wrong, the risks aren't worth it, <clears throat> people are going to do what people are going to do. If they want to get on this, they, they're going to get on this. If they don't, they're not going to. I think the more important conversation to have is one like we've had today, where we discuss the realities of it and kind of tell you, give you a little bit more information and stress the importance of being well researched on it. Just like when you write a workout program, you don't want to go to someone who's not well researched on fitness, who doesn't really know what they're doing, who's just going to write you a bunch of four by 10 workout plans. Right. You know, you want to come to somebody who, you know, knows what they're talking about, well researched on it. Um, you know, you're, when you go about training, you just want to be well-researched. So when it comes to putting stuff into your body, why would you not want to be well-researched as well? Right. A hundred percent. So I could that better. So I think that, uh, wraps up our conversation for today. I hope, um, the listeners learned something. I know I definitely learned a couple of things. Thank you, Ishmael, for, uh, coming on today and speaking as open and honestly as you did about such an iffy topic. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Giving me the chance to, uh, to share what I know and hopefully impact somebody. Yep, for sure. And um, if you guys want to uh, follow Ishmael on Instagram um, or anything like that, I'll make sure to get that information and we can drop that in the description box of this channel and you guys can go and see what he's about and see uh, what kind of things and training that he's doing. Cause I promise he's doing some good stuff just as well as um, I am or anybody else is. And uh, I think it's really interesting to seeing all kinds of people's uh, training techniques. So yeah, for sure. And uh, for anybody who does decide to follow, uh, whether it be IG, Snapchat, whatever information uh, Dakota gets, by all means, never be a stranger. I'm, I'm willing to help and do what I can for anybody always, whether it be with, uh, you know, sharing experience, you know, giving my insight on what I do for my type of uh, diet plan or workout regimen or simply, you know, how I my lifestyle, how I influence it towards my around my lifting, you know. Um, don't be afraid to uh, reach out to me. Don't be afraid to, you know, uh, be like, Hey, I heard your podcast with Dakota or, you know, anything like that. You know, the more that we get, you know, information like this out and about and share with one another, the more that we can just create a better world for everyone else to live in. A hundred percent. So with that, um, everybody have a great day. Um, you know, stay smart, train smart, stay well researched. And as always stay completely dedicated.